Welcome back to the Deep Six Wrestling Podcast. I am your host for our New Japan coverage here of the G1 Climax. I'm Pat. Thank you for joining me for another episode of uh, the Deep Six Wrestling Podcast and for continuing to support our coverage of New Japan's biggest tournament of the year. We're fully underway here. This is going to be our coverage for day or night six of the tournament, whatever you want to call it. Um, headlined by Juice Robinson versus David Finley. Uh, also on the card, Lance Archer versus Tom Lawler, Kenta versus Evil, and the Great Okan versus Chase Owens. So, with that being said, it's just me. Just me here covering the G1 Climax for the podcast. So, if you're enjoying the covers that we have, we have reviews out for every previous night and a whole preview video that you can listen to where we break down the whole tournament and give our picks. And then you can follow along with our predictions challenge that we're doing. There's a playlist on YouTube. You can uh, you can listen to all that. If you're on streaming services, it's all there too. So you can go back and catch up if you're behind. Uh, every episode, I go over the current standings of the actual tournament as well as our predictions challenge, and then run down the next night of action. So, um, yeah, that's where we're at right now. Um, if you're new here, consider subscribing to the podcast. Whether you're listening on streaming services like Anchor, Apple, Stitcher, Overcast, Google. Uh, Spotify, whatever. Uh, the podcast is on all of those, so if you're a podcast fan, go subscribe there. Or if you want to follow us on YouTube, you can uh, just search the Deep Six Wrestling Podcast. Or if you're already here, hit the subscribe button. We're at 170 subscribers, so we're closing in on 200. 30 more people. If you want to help us reach our next milestone of 200 subscribers, we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, if you're also listening on YouTube, be sure to comment what your thoughts on were tonight's show. Let me know your favorite match or least favorite match, whatever. Uh, and let me know what you're looking forward to for the rest of the tournament. Let me know how you think I'm doing with these reviews. Uh, if you just want to say hi, you can say hi. Whatever you want to do. If you want to just show some support, just leave a comment, leave a like on the video, and hit the subscribe button. We still have our ROH Death Before Dishonor review that will be coming out, and I think it's just going to be exclusively on our YouTube channel. I don't think I'm going to put it up on the actual podcast feed, just so those listening on YouTube get something a little special. And to, to drive anybody who's listening to this that wants to listen to our Death Before Dishonor uh, review to go to our uh, YouTube channel. You can also follow us over on Twitter. The Twitter, our social media, at Deep Six Wrestling. There's no G at the end, it just ends with the letter N. So Deep Six Wrestling, you'll find us. And we post when a new podcast is out. So easiest way to stay on top of it. Uh, if I burp or, you know, take a, a breath here... Uh, just bear with me. I did just have some uh, some some homemade chicken and vegetable dumplings. Some uh, and had some birch beer. Got a little um, <clears throat> you know thing going on here. Uh, and I'm also just congested from allergies, so not the uh, best uh, circumstances to be recording under. But we'll make it through. So let's just uh, let's just dive in here, I guess, uh, with night six of the tournament. Remember, if you're not listening on YouTube. Uh, I would encourage it just because we have a playlist put together where you can find all of our G1 coverage in chronological order. Makes it real easy for you to go and listen. You can just click on the podcast, it'll play, and you can stop and start whenever you want. It's the easiest way to listen to our G1 coverage. So, just my uh, word of advice. But let's just dive on in here. Uh, as always, just going to give you the undercard tag matches, uh, the results for them. So we had Sho and Yujiro Takahashi of the House of Torture defeating Kozei Fujita and Yudo Nakashima. 
Uh, Tomohiro Ishii and Toriyana representing Chaos defeated TMDK, uh, Bad Dude Tito and Jonah. The United Empire's Aaron Hanare, Jeff Cobb, and Will Ospreay defeated the Gorillas of Destiny, uh, Jado and Tamatanga, and Hiroki Goto. We had Okada and Yoshihashi with Hiroshi Tanahashi defeating Taichi Takamichinoku and Zack Sabre Jr. of Suzuki-gun. And the final undercard tag match saw LIJ represented by Bushi, Sanada, Shingo Takagi, and Tetsuya Naito defeating the Bullet Club of Bad Luck Fale, El Phantasmo, Gato, and Jay White. <clears throat> so, that's going to send us into our actual G1 tournament matches for the night, which kicked off with Chase Owens versus the Great O'Conn. Uh, I believe heading into this match, Chase Owens uh, had the advantage here with the 1-0 singles record against each other. So, for whatever that's worth. To kick things off, uh, Chase Owens just throws a ton of powder, possibly protein, uh, into the face of Great Okan before taking control as he's blinded his opponent right here. Uh, and commentary notes that he used the same powder to win the KOPW trophy last year in the Tokyo Dome. Um, they also, throughout this match, make reference to last year's G1, where it was in Korokin Hall that Chase Owens shocked everybody by beating Hiroshi Tanahashi clean as a whistle. And they, uh, they questioned if that was going to be the case before this match, but uh, right off the bat, it very clearly was not. So uh, Chase just teases and plays with Okan before dropping him with a Northern Lights suplex for two here towards the beginning of the match. Uh, Okan fires up eventually after being controlled for the first several minutes and busts out the Mongolian chops. Hits a fairly shitty-looking bicycle kick to a seated Chase Owens. Um, Chase then scores with a step-up kick in the corner and follows up with a slingshot codebreaker and a clothesline to drop uh, the Great Okan for another two-count. Okan gets sent to the floor, but he takes Owens by surprise and repeatedly slams him onto the apron uh, before sending him back inside. Chase goes for a roll-up and uses the ropes for leverage, but gets caught by the ref. An Enzigiri lands in the corner from Chase, as does his Sunset Bomb into the corner pad, which I really like. I think that's a cool move. Um, so, uh, props to Chase Owens for that one. Uh, it's a good addition to his arsenal. Uh, the C-Trigger gets blocked as Okan counters into the Sheep Killer, but Owens fights out uh, before getting dropped with a backbreaker, and then the Sheep Killer gets reapplied. Okan then looks for the Eliminator, but doesn't get it. Uh, he does come out with the Tenzan Tombstone Driver, uh, which, you know, commentary was uh, pretty excited for. The Eliminator then gets attempted again, but countered for the second time. Chase drops Okan's neck across the top rope, uh, which looked pretty hard, um, and then nails him with a very good C-Trigger, lands the package pile driver, and Chase Owens wins. Cork and all is just this man's venue for the G1, apparently. So Chase Owens moves to two points, and the Great Okan sits at zero coming out of this match. Um, I don't know. I thought that this had its moments. I thought towards the end it got fairly good, but this didn't really do anything for me. Um, it's not really a match I would go out of my way to recommend either. Uh, it was okay, uh, but definitely not the level of some of the other matches in the G1. And this, the, we'll get to it when I give my overall thoughts on the night, but this did not start off the show on the best foot. Um, and I also thought Great Okan probably deserved the win, but, you know, everybody's got to get a win in the tournament, I feel. Um, so I guess Chase winning is fair enough. But 
Yeah, it was. It is. It is what it is. Uh, this is not a match you should go out of your way to watch, though. Unless you're trying to watch every single match of the G1, then I get it. But if you're just looking for must-watch matches, you can definitely sit this one out. After our uh, our, our first match here with Chase and the Great Okan, we would go to our next match, uh, which was Kenta versus Evil. Uh, I can say firmly that uh, this was not one I was particularly looking forward to. I I am a noted uh, not fan of Evil and the House of Torture. Um, So, you know, it is what it is. But this was not one that was particularly tickling my fancy. Uh, Evil immediately looks for everything as evil after uh, setting up for a handshake here. Um, and then looks to Too Sweet Kenta, who then pokes him in the eyes and looks for the GTS. So both have their uh, attempts to end this quickly. Uh, Kenta then rolls to the floor and heads under the ring as he pulls out his autographed autobiography uh, out from under the ring and hands it to Evil. And he states that it is sold out everywhere and it's a gift for, uh, for Evil, who then tosses it up before attacking Kenta as the two go to the floor Kenta then gets the book back and pegs it into Evil's face before getting sent into the ring bell table as Evil's endless feud with the the ring announcer continues here. Back in the ring, Evil sends Kenta into an exposed turnbuckle with uh, Dick Togo having taken the padding off during the shenanigans on the floor. So that was a nice little reveal because the camera did not show that this happened. Uh, the Cobra Twist gets locked in by Evil, but Kenta gets out of it, and as Dick Togo is uh, sticking out his hand to help Evil uh, ke- keep this locked in, Kenta reaches out, and Dick Togo does not realize that he is helping Kenta, uh, and there's a funny little moment here before they break it up. Uh, Kenta then mounts Evil and just unloads with punches, and then lifts him up and starts going with kicks, but Evil catches his leg and tosses it into the referee for a ref bump, which allows Togo to slide in for a magic killer. It lands for a two count. Uh, the GTS and Everything is Evil both get looked for again, but both men escape the finishers as Kenta drops Evil with a DDT before going back under the ring and pulling out a crutch. Uh, the ref is still down. Kenta gets the crutch stolen by Togo and then goes for the Eddie Guerrero spot before rolling up Evil repeatedly for two counts. Kenta gets sent into the exposed turnbuckle for a second time, but he uh, manages to come back with a crossface and the lights in the arena go out. Oh no. When the lights come back on, Evil is choking Kent out with a t-shirt, but Dick Togo is nowhere to be seen. So, commentary questions, who shut off the lights because Togo was in the arena when they went out, and he wasn't there when they came up. So, the implication is that it was show. The steel chairs come out, and the two men begin having a chair fight at ringside before going into the audience for a brawl. Both men trade off, pulling each other uh, back from getting in the ring, and Evil makes it in first. So, there's a, there's a train outside. I don't know if that came over the mic, but uh, just a loud train horn went off, so that's fun. But uh, Evil makes it back in the ring, and as Kenta's trying to get back in, Dick Togo appears from under the ring and prevents Kenta from making it in for the count. Evil wins via countout, marking the third countout finish in this tournament, and we are six days in. Evil moves to two points, Kenta sits at zero. Um, (laughs) I... It's another one I don't really know. Um, I had some fun with this. Uh, the autobiography stuff at the beginning with the book was pretty funny. Um, I thought it was a creative way to do the count-out finish, at least. Um, but, again, I still just don't really care about evil. 
I would have much preferred for Kenta to get a win. I like Kenta a lot more. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a weird one. Uh, this wasn't. I wouldn't say this was bad, but it wasn't great either. Uh, I would say this is a step up from the first match. I think this was better than Chase and uh, Okan, though. Again, mileage may vary if you are more into the evil and House of Torture stuff, or if you can laugh at it. Then you are going to enjoy this more, I would say. Um, still not a must-watch match, I would say. It's uh, still a step down from the majority of stuff we've gotten in this tournament. Um, lands in the lower bracket. so But it, it was serviceable, and you know I got some laughs out of it. But those two matches together, I thought, had this show off to uh, a, a poor start compared to the past nights of the tournament. And I will say, overall, I do think this is the weakest night of the G1 so far. Um, but it wasn't like it was a, a, like, totally bad night, so I can't just, you know, shit on it. Um, like, this was still an easy show to watch. Uh, it was just that compared to everything else we've gotten, I would say that this was a step down. And that would send us into our next match, which was Lance Archer versus the filthy one making his G1 debut, Tom Lawler. (sighs) For whatever it's worth is, uh, Tom came out and made his entrance... The crowd had his, uh, the clap, like, down pat. They were doing it very, like, well. Seemed like he's pretty over with them, so that's cool. Uh, Royce Isaacs was out with him, of course, and they have the most ridiculous <laughs> outfits here with the, uh, with the airbrushing and, and whatnot. Uh, they were also very into Tom, uh, taking his pants off, and, uh, Lance Archer also teased taking his pants off, uh, which got a good reaction from the crowd. Uh, early on, Lawler goes for a dragon screw, but Lance's legs are just too strong and he can't do it. A drop toe hold gets attempted, but Lance stops it and then prevents uh, an arm drag as well, just you know, showing the power here. The two then go to war in the center of the ring, unloading on each other with forearms to the face before Lance sends Tom flying with a pounce. Archer brings the fight to uh, Lawler here in the... <coughs> oh, God, excuse me. Um, uh, on, uh, he brings the fight to Lawler, slams him on the apron, and repeatedly runs him into the corner before uh, Lawler then fights back briefly. Uh, but Lance slams him face first into the corner pad before unloading with hard open palms to the face and then launching, and I mean launching, Tom across the ring with a release overhead suplex as the crowd claps loudly for Archer, who feels very welcome in his return to New Japan, which is awesome to see. I love Lance Archer. Um, still not over just like how good this, uh, this suplex looked. He just sent Tom into another dimension. <laughs> uh, the ripcord Larry gets looked for and commentary notes that, uh, Lance does have Okada at the end of the tournament. And this could possibly be, you know, him, uh, trying to get under Okada's skin here. We'll probably see more of this as the tournament goes on, but, uh, he basically looked for his own version of the Rainmaker, but Lawler drops him with a basement drop kick and then locks in a front choke hold uh, before shifting into a few other holds with commentary uh, comparing him to Zack Sabre Jr. with, you know, trying to change holds every couple of seconds to keep the opponent uh, on edge and trying to just get something to work. And then he comes down with the hammer and anvil elbows of the Blackpool Combat Club, which uh, was cool. Big boot from Archer gives him a moment of separation before Tom looks for an armbar, but Archer gets out and uh, then Archer gets rolled up for two. Uh, rapid forearms from Lawler land across the face. Uh, Archer then locks in a full Nelson, but Tom gets out and catches Lance in another submission into the ropes, which forces a break. 
Knee strikes to the head from Tom brutalize Lance on the apron before uh, Archer boots Isaac on the floor and then choke slams Tom onto him for a big reaction from the crowd. The black hole slam lands from Archer back in the ring for a big two count. Lawler then has a big offensive run here right at the end as he lifts Lance and manages to spike him back down on the mat before looking for his finisher. Lance gets out, but Tom locks in a rear naked choke. Lance gets out of that. The rear naked choke gets looked for again, but Archer tosses Lawler off and then drops him with the blackout. Lance Archer wins. Lance Archer moves to two points. Tom Lawler sits at zero after his first match in the G1. So uh, compared to the first two matches, I would say this was a step up. I thought these guys actually worked a very fun match together. Um, I didn't really know what to expect from this. I still haven't seen much of Tom Lawler, um, like singles matches. Uh, so I didn't really know how him and Lance were going to mesh well, but I thought they had a, a fairly fun match here. I like that Lance is, you know, already teasing uh, the Rainmaker. I feel like they're setting up him versus Okada to be a very big match, which I, I would argue it is. Um, so that seems to be Lance's direction. Is I would assume Lance is going to win most of his matches from here on out so that he's in contention when he goes to face Okada. Um, I think it's pretty clear Okada wins and he, you know, goes to the semifinals, but... Um, still, I do think that they're going to try and tease Lance possibly winning. Um, I'm hoping Lawler has a, a good G1. I thought this was a good first showing. It seems like the crowd in Japan already is uh, taking to him pretty well. And I don't really know what Matt... I think him versus Okada should be really good. So we'll see. I think him versus Jeff Cobb could also be another uh, standout match of the tournament. But we'll, uh, we'll see. Uh, and I know his dream match is Yano, and he does get that, so... Uh, should be quite the A block for the rest of the tournament. Uh, prior to the main event starting, uh, as Juice Robinson made his entrance, he would eight, uh, physically assault the ring announcer here, uh, taking the mic as he knees him in the groin, and then gets on the mic and shouts that he doesn't know how many times he has to say it. Get the fuck out of my ring. I am the IWGP United States Champion, Rock Hard Juice Robinson, uh, before David Finley makes his entrance. And he does have the IWGP US title belt. Uh, that would come into play throughout this match and uh, after the match as well. So, uh, But it is good to see the belt again, I will say that. That sends us into the main event, which is David Finley versus Juice Robinson, a battle of the former tag team partners. Uh, this was definitely the right call to main event. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that these two brought it for this main event as well. Uh, Juice main evented the first night uh, against Shingo. And I think that match was... You know, all over the place. I thought the actual match itself was quite good, but the finish uh, again fell flat, which led it to kind of being eh. Um, so yeah, that was. I think that was the main event of night one, right? Or was Okada and Gob? I don't remember. I don't remember which one was. That might have been Jinko and uh, Shingo and Juice might have been night two. Anyways, it doesn't matter. You get the point. Juice and Shingo had a match. Whatever. So this is Juice's second main event of the tournament, and this one felt much more deserving. Uh, the bell gets rung, and these two lock horns immediately, with Finley sending Juice into the ropes, and then going into some map-based wrestling to take control of Robinson, with uh, David Finley having an amateur wrestling background. Juice eventually takes control and takes it hard to Finley on the outside, telling the ref to ask Finley to quit, who uh, and he refuses, and gets back in as Juice goes after the arm of his former partner. 
Juice just repeatedly slams Finley's arm over his shoulder with uh, David finally getting a bit of offense in, landing some strikes and a neckbreaker to take Juice down as the crowd comes to life with loud claps for Finley. Up to the middle, ro- uh, middle rope, Finley misses and Juice lawn darts him onto the turnbuckle pad before locking in the Fujiwara armbar for a bit. The two go to the floor and Juice launches Finley through the barricade before tearing up the mats at ringside and exposing the wooden floor. Uh, he looks to just drop Finley on it, but Finley uh, gets it first and lands a backdrop, dropping uh, Juice onto the exposed wood and saving his match here as he rolls back into the ring to break the count, but uh, comes back out not wanting the count-out victory over Juice, wanting to get the pinfall. Finley then gives Juice a hard launch into the barricades at ringside as Juice pleads for Finley to stop, saying that he's sorry. But Finley does not stop and brings some just crazy intensity here as he just continually murders Juice all around the ring via the metal barricades, just dragging him around the ring and just slamming into any of the barricades he can. He just puts Juice into. Uh, this was really, really good babyface work from Finley, I thought, and Juice played the you know smarmy heel just really well throughout this match. Uh, Back in the ring, Finley comes off the ropes with a forearm to the back of Juice's head, only getting a two count. Uh, He then comes down, stomping on Juice's hands, with commentary noting it was the same hand that Juice had broken in the past. Finley continues working over the hand, and Juice just sounds like he's about to cry as he continues apologizing while Finley targets the hand. Uh, And he goes as far to bite it, and this makes the uh, Red Shoes have to uh, intervene here. And while he's talking to Finley, Juice takes off the corner pad. And then he sends uh, David's shoulder just flying into the corner post. I still don't understand how wrestlers do this safely. um, Because those corner pads, or not the corner pads, the the posts are like, they're metal, right? I I feel like they are. I don't know how you safely take these uh, anytime that they do like spots like this. Um, So, but, you know, I guess that's part of the fun. If you can do it safely, you know, it makes it look really good. The uh, the sunset bomb gets looked for from Finley, but Juice gets out due to the uh, obviously the damage that's been done to Finley's arm earlier in the match and right before with the corner post spot uh, prevents Finley from landing it. The right hand of God lands since the left hand has been incapacitated by uh, uh, via the the targeting on Juice's hands from Finley. Uh, so he hits the right hand and then follows up with a double knee gut buster and a cannonball in the corner. A headbutt from Juice lands in the corner, and then a suplex lands from Juice, but uh, he goes for a a second suplex, and Finley escapes in counters with the Trash Panda, but Juice rolls to the floor. He gets out. Uh, Back in the ring, Juice does land the left hand of God and the Pulp Friction. They both connect, but Finley kicks out, and the crowd comes to life once again. Huge applause for both men, or I guess for Finley here, uh, with both guys down in the ring. Juice then lifts Finley onto the top turnbuckle, and he spits at Finley and looks for an alternative version of Pulp Friction as Kevin Kelly starts shouting that Juice is going to kill him. Finley gets out with the uh, Prima Nocta and gets Juice pinned, but Robinson gets his foot on the rope. And the Trash Panda gets looked for again, but Juice gets out before Finley dumps him over the top rope and sends him onto the exposed wood again. Finley comes over the top rope with a plancha, but Juice catches him in midair with the fist. Juice then hits a tombstone on the exposed wood uh, as the crowd gasps at this, uh, and then sends Finley back into the ring. He connects with the left hand of God and sets up for the rock slide, but Finley lands on his feet. Juice then accidentally takes out Red Shoes, but it gives him the opportunity to crawl for the IWGP US title. 
He gets the belt and looks for the belt shot, but Finley blocks it with the shillelagh and then nails Juice with the shillelagh. He has the pin and he pins Juice, but lifts the shoulder up at the last second. He doesn't want to win this way. He picks Juice up, hits the trash panda, and David Finley wins, moving to two points as Juice then also sits at two points. I thought this was an awesome main event. I think this is probably David Finley's best singles match in New Japan. I would argue this is one of Juice's best singles matches in New Japan. I thought this was just so well done. I thought both guys had amazing performances here. Um, I thought the crowd was really into it. I thought the story they told was really good. And I think this is one of the strongest matches of the tournament so far, in my opinion, which is something I wasn't really expecting from David Finley and Juice Robinson. But I think, you know, them having teamed for so long together and this being their first singles match, I think, since splitting up, I think is just, you know, it led to this being a very um, emotional and very well-executed match from both guys. Uh, so all in all, I would give this one a thumbs up just all around the board. I thought this was fantastic, and you should go out of your way to watch this. I would also say to check out the Lance Archer and Tom Waller match. Not not as good as this one, but uh, still worth watching. So if, if you're going to, if I'm doing the typical, you know, watch two matches, you can skip the other two, I would say watch Lance Archer versus Tom Lawler and, and watch the main event with uh, Juice and Finley. So coming out of this show, I'll, I'll give our predictions challenge breakdown before I give the actual scores of the G1. Uh, a very bad night for all of us in the predictions here. Uh, myself, Sam, Angelo uh, all finished with one point. Joey, Ryan, and Rob finished with two. So our overall point standings for our predictions now have Sam in last place with 11, Joey next at 12, Angelo and myself at 13, and Rob and Ryan at 14. And that sends us into the next night of the G1, which I believe is tomorrow. Um, so the scores heading into that are... Uh, Okada leading A Block with four points. Toriano, Jeff Cobb, Lance Archer, Bad Luck Fale have two. And then Tom Lawler and Jonah both have zero. In B Block, Jay White leads his block with four points. Chase Owens, Tai Chi, Sonata, Tamatanga have two. Ishii and the Great Okan have zero. Over in C Block, Zack Sabre Jr. leads his block with four points. Uh, with Hanare, Evil, Goto, and Tanahashi at 2, Naito and Kenta at 0. And in D block, we have... Oh my god. Uh, David Finley, Shingo Takage, Will Ospreay, Juice Robinson, El Phantasmo, Nujiro, Takahashi all at 2. Yoshihashi has 0 in last place. How devastating as a Yoshihashi fan. Uh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. And that sends us into night seven, which, uh, yes, is July 27th, which is tomorrow. So uh, going through this, we have Will Ospreay versus Yujiro Takahashi in D-block action. The singles record between these two has Ospreay uh, with the lead 1-0 against Yujiro. Yano versus Bad Luck Fale. Oh, Lord. I'm not looking forward to this. Uh, is this going to be another? Yeah, this night does not look too strong. Um... Bad Luck Fale versus Yano. Yano holds a 5-1 record over Bad Luck Fale. I think Bad Luck Fale might get a win here. Uh, Hiroki Goto versus Aaron Hanare. Goto has the singles record of 1-0 against Hanare. Um, that actually could be pretty solid, to be honest. That could be a sleeper match. I hope it's good. Um, and in the main event, Tama Tonga versus Tomohiro Ishii. 
Tamatanga has a 2-0 singles record against Ishii. That's actually kind of surprising. Um, this one, uh, I don't know what I'm expecting from the main event, but I, I there's another one where I hope it's good. Um, I do not expect Yujiro versus Will Ospreay to be anything special. Bad luck, Fale and Yano will be bad. Goto and Hanare, I really don't know. Uh, and Ishii versus Tamatanga, I hope is good. So... That's where we're at with the G1 Climax. So I want to thank you again for tuning in to the podcast. We appreciate it. I appreciate it. Uh, be sure to leave a comment with what you thought of night six of the tournament. Tell me what you're looking forward to for the future nights. What was your favorite match? Whatever you want to say, say it in the comments. We appreciate all the comments, whatever they may be. Interactions, you know, uh, they're nice. So until next time, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Adios.